SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. There are 24 hours in every day. 1,440 minutes. 86,400 seconds. And we still have trouble squeezing all this glorious sports talk in. Have you thought about maybe sleeping less? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Live from Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. All right, kids, here we go. Sportsbook Radio coming to you from Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, Stephen Slapshot, thrilled to be with you on the Sportsbook Radio Network. Serious Championship 4. Our producer, Chris Pavona, is back in New York. We got NFL news to get to, and we just raced towards another weekend. They teed off the Genesis Invitational in L.A. Uh, NASCAR, they're going to be on the road course this weekend. NBA, NHL, college hoops, plenty on the docket, and, of course, that means we start with the NFL. Yes, sir. I, this is interesting to me. The, the, what they got for Wentz, what Philadelphia got, I thought, because his, his contract is, not, is a little grisly. Well, the Eagles get from the Colts a second-round pick and then a conditional second-round pick that can and likely will turn into a first. But the deal is, the Colts are ending up being on the hook for $128 million of Wentz's contract down the road. Eagles have like a $33 million dead cap hit. But it's hard moving a contract like that. And they've got Hurts. That's what they wanted. At the end of the day, they found a dance partner. But it just speaks volumes, Stevie. You now you're here in Denver is actively looking to get involved in the Deshaun Watson or quarterback sweepstakes somewhere. So there, there's a team not sold on the young guy, Locke. We've talked about Miami. Carolina wants to be in on it big time. What do the Patriots do? What's, what's, on on what's going goes. on with going on with Wilson and Rodgers? I think Rodgers stays, but maybe not Wilson. We'll see. I think, I think those were just kind of power moves by those guys to get uh, some people that they want on their respective ball clubs. I, the other thing, now I know that Frank Reich and, and Wentz have history. So, I, so I, I understand that that's part of it. But to me, Indianapolis is ready to go, and Wentz is a little bit of a project. They, they could have got, gone after a guy who's established Would you for not, that team. though, be willing to give the Colts, Reich, and Wentz the combination? Would you not be willing to give them the benefit of the doubt that this is going to work well? Wentz was approaching MVP status before he got hurt. Then he came back. And I'll tell you, watching some of these Eagles games, the play calling was atrocious. Now, look at what the Colts have. This Pittman kid's becoming a star right in front of your eyes. Yeah. He's got weapons. They're well coached. Wright knows what he can and can't do. I think it's a good move for the Colts. Is it a risk? Sure it is. But they're sitting there. They had nothing. And they made you know, Rivers is a veteran. But Rivers, 
I thought Reich did a good job of calming Rivers down that Rivers wasn't making game after game those horrific decisions and that sense that he always had to do everything by himself. I mean, I think Reich, it's the perfect landing spot for Carson Wentz. Couldn't be a better place for him to go. It is a good spot for him. I just, from the, from the Colts perspective, I just have to think, you know, if they could have gotten a, a, a veteran, a, a guy more like Rivers, uh, you know, to come in and you know what you're getting, Again, Wentz is a bit of a project. You're right about Pittman, though. Pittman is going to be a fantastic oh, NFL receiver. Unbelievable. See, I don't, I don't think Wentz is a project, and I'm, I'm just, maybe I'm just taking issue with the vernacular you're using. I don't think he's a project. I think he's a question mark. He proved he can do this at a very, very high level. He's never been the same since the injury. That's he's never been the same since the injury. Is it? Only that, or was it a combination of what Peterson was doing? I don't know what happened to Peterson. I mean, this guy, he just had a framazoid the last couple of years. I mean, it was like a, a meltdown. You're watching just the decision makings, when to go for two. Some of the play calling was awful. Really, what kind of weapons you know, did he have? You're right about all of that, Brian. I, I still feel like there's work to be done with Wentz. And there are other people available that wouldn't have required the work. And maybe with Wentz, it's just mental. And, and maybe Wright can get inside his head and correct that. But I, I don't know. But this is not, again, there, in my opinion, there's work to be done here. Oh, I don't argue that. I just think I'm a big believer in Frank Wright. And he's had a relationship with this guy. And oh, by the way, when this guy was playing at the high level, who was there? You're right. You're right. I, I think the pros outweigh the cons. Is, is, is it risky? Sure. But wait, I mean, what are you going to do? It's the most important position on the field, and they lost Phillip Rivers. For them to throw a couple of draft picks, albeit high draft picks, out to do this, it was simply a matter of can they make the contract fit? And the answer was yes. It's big news from the NFL. And it, honestly, this is going to be what we're dealing with here. With this quarterback carousel, one more guy jumps off, uh, jumps off the Shetland pony and is off the carousel. Good work by Philadelphia. I think they got as much as they could get for him. I would say, and there's nothing wrong with this, because that should be the goal, is that both teams win. Yeah. And I think potentially both teams win on this one. Mike Lewis from the Suncoast. We're going to get his take on it, talk about odds in relation to this deal. That's coming your way next series, Channel 204 Sports Radio Network. Coming back to Vegas in a moment. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. In Las Vegas, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot at Sportsbook Radio on the Sports Grid Radio Network Series Channel 204. Coming up at 4 Eastern, Scott Farrell would join you. Had good time with Stevie. He was on with uh, Gabe and Cam last night. That was nuts. Yeah. It had to be nuts. Three wing nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, there were one and a half wits on that show. I'm surprised the network is still up. Well, 
The jury's still out. <laughs> uh, so to try to you know, rebound, we call on a smart guy, Mike Lewis, our good friend from the Sun Coast. You come to Vegas, we, we sing the praises of the local joints. You'll love it. The room rates, the rooms are beautiful. The room rates are more than reasonable. All the amenities are there, and it's where the locals go. Hey, the machines might be a little looser. I mean, you come in, you have some fun, and you can still get down to the strip. So we invite you to come in and go over. Check out the Sun Coast when you come to town. Mike Lewis joins us. That's at the corner of Alta in Rampart out in Summerlin. And Michael, big football news this morning. Carson Wentz, by the way, boo-boo. Thank you, Stevie, corrected me. It was a third-round pick and a second that could be a conditional first. I think it's win-win, Mike, for both teams. Yeah, it very well could be a win-win, especially if uh, Carson Wentz can uh, uh, play at the level that he did the last time uh, Frank Reich was helping him. You know, was his uh, was his coach in Philly when uh, when he had success. And people don't really, you know, you, you have to just go back a few years where if he wouldn't have got hurt, uh, he would have been the MVP that season before he got hurt. And uh, you know, uh, Foles ends up picking up the slack and taking him and winning a Super Bowl, but. Uh, he was well on his way to being the MVP that season. Well, Peterson, I don't know what the heck happened there, but their relationship was not good. Peterson's decision-making was squirrely at best. And, you know, guys try to shake off mentally a knee injury sometimes more than the physical nature of that type of injury. And honestly, the kind of weapons that they had at the wide receiver position, there was nothing to write home about, Mike. And that season last year for Philly was, it was almost a complete throwaway in the horrible NFC East. And Reich knows this guy, and this guy played his best when he was working with Frank Reich. Yeah, and you know the only the only real knock you can make on Carson Wentz is you know he may hold on to the ball a little too long, but a lot of quarterbacks do, and you you have to uh, progress. And you know what what better. Uh, person to coach is a, a, a next quarterback, but you know, the, a, a, a big stat that jumps out to me right from the beginning is, you know, this past season, the Eagles gave up 65 sacks where the Colts only gave up 19. The Colts have a so, very, very good offensive line and uh, Carson Wentz is going into a very good position. Well, and I, just to follow up on that for one second, when you say the criticism is he holds on to the ball too long. I'm a Bills fan, okay? And you look at that AFC championship game. And, of course, everybody's so quick to pile on Josh Allen. Oh, he held on to the ball too long. Uh, you know, some of the throws the guy makes. He was holding on to the ball too long because for the first time all year, no one was open. And if you watch the Super Bowl, the Chiefs were holding Tampa Bay left and right, and it was called in the Super Bowl. It wasn't called in the AFC Championship game, and Allen was holding onto the ball because nobody was open. And I'm telling you, you sit here, Jalen Rieger, Deshaun Jackson, Greg Ward. I mean, for a stretch of the season, some guy off the street, Travis Fulgham had a couple of good games. Then he disappeared. And the offensive line was a disaster. I'm not giving Wentz a complete pass, but there's a lot of reasons to think going to Indy with Pittman, and I don't know if they work things out with T.Y. Hilton. But as you mentioned, Indy's offensive line is one of the best in the game. Yeah, and he's got a, you know, a good running, uh, running game. He's got the receivers. Uh, he, got a, you know, he, he has the relationship with the head coach. Uh, the head coach understands him and knows him. 
you know, it, it really could be a win-win for both teams, which uh, usually you don't see that in a, in a trade like this. Usually one team really comes out ahead. But uh, if things work out, it's going to be a, a good good for both teams, especially if, you know, Wentz plays over 75% of the snaps, offensive snaps this year, uh, that second round becomes a first-round pick for uh, Philly. I'm just curious, Mike, your thoughts on this. It, it seems to me like Wentz has never been the same since that injury, and I'm wondering how much of that is mental, how much of that is physical. How You guys have talked about Philadelphia's offense has been a hot mess since then. How much you know, of that is um, – you know, laid on Pedersen and, and, and what he did with Wentz. And, and so you really feel like Wright can, can get him, can get Wentz straightened away then? I think, uh, I, I think he can. I mean, he's a young kid still that, uh, you know, a lot of times it takes a couple years to get over an injury, uh, especially mentally. I mean, physically, uh, you know, it, it's going to take your time. Sometimes it takes a year and a half, but then, uh, then you have to get over the mental part of it. But I, I really believe that, uh, uh, with the familiarity with uh, Reich, and Reich understands what buttons he could push, and uh, him being a, a you know a quarterback in the league, and just having an offensive line that uh, you know that you get that extra protection, and you know you get better weapons around you. Uh, you're going to get uh, you know you're playing inside of a dome, so you don't have the weather, and and, and we all know Philadelphia is not the easiest place to perform. I mean, uh, you know any place to boo Santa Claus isn't an easy crowd to. Uh, to to keep happy, yeah. But Santa can roll to his right. <laughs> He's got a good. Sometimes he yeah. could. He can throw on. Yeah, the run. and they 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 also hated the Donovan McNabb uh, uh, draft yeah. choice too, but it worked out all right for him. All right, so the salary cap, by the way, the NFL, they said it's going to be 180 million. There were issues about you know in this uncertain time what would the salary cap be they bumped actually bumped it up five million bucks so for philly to rid themselves of this untenable contract they gotta be feeling like they won the lottery the the crazy thing it's a bizarre analogy mike but we're in hockey like mark andre Fleury here in vegas because they had signed robin leonard and they'd had 12 million dollars tied up in goalies all the reports were that before the hockey season, Vegas was saying, hey, here's Flurry, and we'll give you a second rounder to take him because the contract was kind of a problem. And, well, it turns out good. Flurry's playing great, maybe the better goalie now. Maybe that entire dynamic changes. But they couldn't pull that deal off because of dollars. For I mean, for Philly to rid themselves of that contract, I mean, literally they hit a home run, and they believe they've got their guy. Yeah, no, they're they're very happy with this trade that they uh they either have their guy or they're in a position that they're going to draft their guy this year. You know, it, the jury's still out uh, how much they really like Jalen Hurts. I've also heard rumors that they may be interested in uh, drafting a quarterback with their number one pick. So uh, that'll be an interesting thing to see what happens there. But yeah, to to get rid of that contract, knowing that you know Carson Wentz just isn't our guy, and it, you know it happens. Some guys just don't produce or. You know, especially a young guy like uh, Carson Wentz, that you know, you you move on somewhere else, and it, and it works out for you. So I think I really do think this could be a win-win for both uh, both teams here. Now, big news in the NFL: we wake up to this, and the quarterback carousel is going to take, you know, up all the oxygen in the room. And maybe we'll talk more about that in in the next segment with Mike Lewis. Uh, but real quick, Mike, about thirty seconds. 
The other guy that's sitting out there, and I think this one's going to happen pretty quick, is J.J. Watt. I think he's going to make a decision. I think he's going to make it soon. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it, he's got a lot of takers, so that's the one thing that could slow him down is uh, that there, you know, there's a whole lot of teams out there that would love to bring J.J. Watt in. I'm not exactly sure who all the favorites are. I think Pittsburgh with his brother there and, of course, Green Bay going back to where he played college in Wisconsin. Uh, them have to be two uh, two teams that uh, are on the on the front burner, but uh, you know you hear uh, uh, D. Shot, really man. pushing for him, pushing yeah. to, for him to come to Arizona, and so there's there's no there's no lack of teams that actually want JJ Watt. So that, that could right. be the only thing that really slows this up. All right, I'm calling my shot. He's going to Buffalo. Serious? Of it's, course he is. Yeah, Everybody I'll tell is. you why. No, that's not true. I'll tell you why next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Mike Lewis from the Suncoast, kind enough to join us today. The big news, Carson Wentz, the trade in the NFL. We're going to talk about the quarterback carousel here in a little more detail beyond Carson Wentz. But sometimes, Stevie, you got to stick up for yourself, right, once in a while? I mean, when you're backed into a corner. My good, <clears throat> my good friend Mike Lewis, of all people, he takes a Buffalo cheap shot at me uh, before the break. I called my shot. I called Mario Williams to the Bills. Nobody in the world thought Mario Williams was going to the Bills when that happened. J.J. Watt is going to the Buffalo Bills, and I'll tell you why. He wants to win a Super Bowl. The thing with his brother makes sense. If you want, he wants to play with his brother. You you couldn't bat an eye at that. But he wants to win a Super Bowl. Uh, Are you winning the Super Bowl with Roethlisberger? A little long in the tooth on the back end. The Bills made the AFC Championship game. They're close, but the situation. It is Buffalo's crying need is to get a better pass rush. They were using a platoon system. So Watt, on the back end of his career, will come in, he'll be the guy, and they will overpay for him. And he's got a chance to win a Super Bowl. I, I Honestly, there's a lot of reasons that point, point to that. And Stefan Diggs and some of the guys immediately started reaching out and lobbying to him, and the reports are, he's got interest, Mike, in several teams. But in terms of, of the opportunity that presents himself, the dollars and a chance to win, there's a lot of reasons pointing to Buffalo. Yeah, no, I, I think, uh, you know, I believe he can name his team. I mean, any team he wants to play for, I think, will find a way to get him on the team. Um, you know, I'm just I'm wondering if the lore of going back to Wisconsin uh, gives Green Bay a, an edge. You know, they're, they're one win away from the Super Bowl also. That's fair. I mean, hey, you know, they don't, they, they at, it's look, not like look, they have a look, lot of money tied up in wide receivers. They don't, uh, you know, they, they, uh, they, they probably have the money to, uh, to, uh, pay, pay them. Hey, remember when, back in the day, that's what Reggie White chose. Yep. I, I'll, I'll say this. I, I've heard that Cleveland is making, uh, serious, uh, having serious talks with him about it. He's not going to Pittsburgh. They don't have the cap room. As much as he may love to play with his brothers, and that'd be a cool story, they don't have the cap room. So I, I, I don't see him going to Pittsburgh. 
are the quarterback carousel does the Wentz thing, and I'm not saying he he clearly wasn't the top option out there, but he was certainly an option. And Reich, I'm sure, probably pushed real hard and said, I can make this work. But now, does the trickle-down effect kick in, Mike, that once one guy went, now things heat up? Well, I think uh, uh, things were going to have to heat up anyways before the draft so teams know, hey, what we're, what they're looking at. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll see. There, there's still a couple names out there that are going to be moved, it looks like, and, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. I know uh, – you know, I know the Broncos need a quarterback. They were really pushing uh, for Watson, and I know uh, so San Fran. And if that happens, Garoppolo's going to have to go somewhere, possibly back to New England. So, I mean, there, there's still some uh, empty chairs out there that uh, quarterbacks are going to have to fill. How good is, in your estimation, Mike, I mean, he's done a lot of good things, and we know he's extremely athletic. It's the way he plays the game that can be a little scary in terms of injury, but how good is Deshaun Watson and what is the price to get him? Well, he, he's very good, uh, especially if he's in the right system. Uh, he, the price is going to be very, very steep. And that, that's another thing, you know, I think someone like, uh, you know, I think that's why if you look at, is there a team that's, you know, a leader in the clubhouse and getting them, I think maybe Denver would be that team because they have been looking for a quarterback for, you know, since number seven retired, they really need a quarterback. And, uh, you know, I think they could strap uh, the, the franchise onto Watson. And they, they got a good running game. They have a really good defense. And, uh, boy, that would be an interesting uh, AFC West if the Broncos get Watson and, uh, you know, just makes that uh, division that much tougher. Is Houston in a spot where they can name their price for him, Mike? Because we, we know that everyone who needs a quarterback would love to have Watson. So can Houston just name their price? Well, or it's a bidding war. Or, or, or is it, it, you know, it, it, everyone it knows he wants because, out too. Well, he may want out, but he, he's under contract still. So if he wants to play uh, and get paid, he, you know, if, if Houston decides, you know, we're not getting the offers we need uh, – you're going to play for us. And then he's got the option to sit out and not get paid. But that's not going to, you know, uh, the longevity uh, in your career longevity isn't that long in the uh, in the NFL. So uh, we've seen other players hold out and then come back and what it really did. I mean, look at Le'Veon Bell. He was an all-pro. Uh, he holds out for a year. He goes to a different team, and now he's a backup. I mean, you know, the longevity of players aren't, isn't that long in the NFL. So, uh, it's a risky proposition to uh, uh, possibly sell up the entire year because I mean, if Houston doesn't get what they're looking for, they're not going to they're not going to sell them short. That's for that darn sure. All right, what do you make of the kids coming in, Mike, with Trevor Lawrence, and we've got the Sewell from Oregon, Zach Wilson, BYU, Fields, Ohio State. There's some interesting cats in here. In book. The, the Trey Lance kid, North Dakota State. I don't know. <laughs> Is Lawrence a sure thing? Uh, I, I, right now I'm going to say there's no sure thing. I mean, you know, just go back to the uh, the Wentz the and Goff. Answer, and go, 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 go 
look at look at all the quarterbacks that were drafted in that year. None of them are on their, the team that drafted them. Uh, they've all been moved. So is there a sure thing in the NFL? No. Uh, there are a couple things uh, that eh, I'm not a huge fan of Lawrence. There's a, there's a couple things that he does that I think needs improvement. Hopefully he gets the right coaching. Uh, he has the, he has a talent. It's no no doubt about it. Uh, I'll tell you what though, Zach Wilson. Yeah, to me, he's a prototypical yes. quarterback. He really is. He can make the throws. He's got the arm. Uh, he's got enough mobility. Uh, he's got the height. You know, I, I think both him and Lawrence are going to be very good in the NFL. Uh, it, Trey Lance, he has the ability. The one thing that scares me, uh, he played, not only did he play at a lower level in college. But I think he only played two games this year also. So it's been a while since Trey Lance has actually played football. Now you're stepping from a, you know, a North Dakota state, playing only two games this year, and then sitting out the rest, going into the NFL. Trey Lance is a quarterback that has a lot of talent, but he's going to need a lot of time to, uh, to learn in the NFL. So whoever drafts him, I hope, isn't planning on bringing him up and uh, starting him from day one because that would be a disaster. Speaking of learning – in the NFL, how about the NFL learning something? I would just say Zach Wilson, when you watch him, and I'm not saying this is what he turns into, but he's got that kind of a combination of Mahomes-Josh Allen look to his game with the mobility, he can run, and he's got the big arm. But I I watched last night, I'm flipping around the dial trying to find something to watch, and it was a football life, and it was Jerry Rice. So I watched it. And, again, you know, Bill Walsh didn't bat an eye. He went nuts and traded up to get him. And all, all the other teams in the NFL, Mississippi Valley State, you know, the competition he faced. You know, you can say the same things about, like, Josh Allen played at Wyoming or Roethlisberger or guys that, and Tony Romo, guys that came out of the MAC. That the fear is the competition they faced. Is the, does the guy have the skill set and what it takes between the years to make it work? And they worry so much about the competition they face. Mike, I would say you could completely go the other way. And you could say, yeah, these guys all looked awesome. But a guy like Tua and a guy like Trevor Lawrence, they, they were surrounded by NFL players playing against inferior opponents. Nobody ever bats an eye about, well, that guy looks so great. They don't talk about that their teams towered over the competition. When the other guys are out there running around doing it themselves, maybe against weaker competitions, but on not good football teams. Well, uh, partly, but then, you know, if, you know, if the case was what you just stated, why wouldn't Alabama's quarterback be a top five pick? So, you know, he, he, he gets knocked down because of the, the talent around him, but these other guys don't. So it, it, it's sort of, you know, you have to basically – you know, and that's where the combine really, you know, would separate these guys if they had a combine, but they don't. So they have these the, the pro days, and uh, you know, basically they're they're set up in the pro days, set up to uh, succeed. Uh, so you know, well, you there, have to there dig were two into days. A, uh, on the pro day thing, Mike. There were two coaches that were they were going nuts, and it was like right before New Orleans was going to draft. But on the pro day, it was Andy Reid and Sean Payton. That they didn't care about all the flaws or this or that. They they watched Mahomes in the pro day, and Peyton was going to take him if Andy Reid didn't trade up to get him. 
Yeah, no, you can find a lot of things for it. And, you know, that's why uh, when Trevor Lawrence had his pro day, uh, the, 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 the one coach that was closer to him than anybody was Urban Meyer. And, uh, you know, from all accounts, uh, he did it incredible. And, uh, you know, you get done with your college, you get with the quarterback guru, and they, uh, they teach you and they, they work on uh, your little flaws. Uh, Lawrence's little flaw to me was uh, uh, holding the ball too low. Uh, you know, he, the pro day, he had that ball up near his uh, ear, and that's where you want it to be. And uh, his throws were, uh, were fantastic. So, you know, I just, I don't know. I mean, Jerry Rice is a wide receiver, and, uh, you know, you look at uh, Lance, he's a quarterback. I think there is a, a, a big difference between what positions you play. And I know There's with no the Roethlisberger and that, but, you know, hey, playing hey, in the Mac up, is still playing in the division. All right. uh, we're up against cool. the break, Mike. We'll be up against the break. We'll be right sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com Radio in Las Vegas, Brian Blessing, Stevie, I'm just giving you a heads up. Okay. You can check out, but you'll never leave. <laughs> you ain't going nowhere. All right? You're not going anywhere. That was well played. Glad sir. to be back with you on Sportsbook Radio in Las Vegas on Sirius 204 Sports Grid Radio Network. Hey, don't forget uh, our friends at Uzu CBD Plus, Y-U-Z-U CBD Plus. Uh, featuring the get the gummies, chocolates, delicious chocolates. You gotta, I gotta bring you some of these candies, uh, the capsules of the lotions. Believe me, it's the natural way to manage pain, and it's it's a great product. And if you use the promo code blessing, you get 10% off your first order. Free shipping of orders of $100 or more at Uzu CBD Plus. Look at you helping the consumer out 10% off with your name. No, it's a word. <laughs> it's a it's a word. It's, you know. All right, Mike Lewis. He he tried to check out, but we we, we lassoed him for another segment. Our good friend, Mike. The, Stevie was talking to you during the commercial break. This thing, the weather now in Texas, it's it's this endless thing. The COVID thing, and then Dallas now has the weather games to make up. As passionate and as nuts as we are about the hockey, we're we're soldiering through it. But I'm trying to put the crystal ball out. What's going to be the case here? What's the playing field going to be in two and a half months with all these teams that are coming up short? Well, I, they're going to they got to make them up somehow. I mean, I do know that they put uh, some time at the end of the season, but you're, you know these guys are going to have to find a way to play. They're going to be playing a lot of back-to-back nights, uh, especially Dallas, who had a lot to make up from uh, the start of the season to begin with. I almost fell off my chair, guys. I'm looking last night. I'm like, look at this. Like Chicago's in first place. I mean, I could give them full marks. They're nine, five and four and they're tied with Florida. And then I'm like, Oh, there's a reason <laughs> they played 18 games. Everybody in the division's got four games in hand on them. That's not knocking what Chicago's doing. Cause they look God awful at the beginning. They're in the discussion now, but th- you watch these standings, Mike, how they're going to fluctuate with the teams with, uh, you know, four and eight point weekends and games in hand. This thing's going to be changing every time you look cross-eyed at it. 
Yeah, no, it's it's going to be it's going to be crazy. You you know, it, you you play a team ahead of you or a team behind you, you know, you play two, three, four games in a row against one team and if you have a good good week or a bad week, uh, you know, you can move up two, three, four spots in a, in a, in less than a week. Mike, what would you like the commissioner to do? If if you were commissioner, what would you do? Would you play through the Olympics? Would you extend the season after the Olympics are over and start the playoffs a little later to get through this? What what would you like uh, the NHL to do? You know, first and foremost, I it, it's very very iffy if there's going to be an Olympics. Uh, you know, I think uh, Gary Bettman has to probably realize that first and foremost, his uh, his job is the NHL. It's not the Olympics. And I think that's what he's going to look at. I think he's going to do everything he can to uh, uh, complete the NHL season uh, uh, without taking an extended break sometimes. So I think that's where his, uh, his duty lies is with the NHL. And if it happens to get done in time for the Olympics, great. If not, uh, they're not going to go to the Olympics, and I'm not sure. Uh, you know, I, I I know they want to, but uh, I don't think it'll be. Uh, you know, the, the players themselves. Uh, you know, probably w- with the way the thing is and with COVID, uh, I don't know how much opposition they would get. It won't definitely won't be as much as uh, uh, during a regular type of uh, Olympic year. But I'm not sure the Olympics will will take place anyways. Uh, Gary Bettman's a commissioner of the NHL, and that's his first and foremost uh, duty is to make sure the NHL. Could you not make the case that this 56-game schedule is going to exact a far bigger toll on these guys than a normal 82-game season would? Mentally going on the road, prisoners in your hotel room to the rink, back and forth, and now the way this is so truncated – they're playing every other night. I mean, the amount of games they're playing in the short window, I think this takes a bigger toll on these guys at 56 games than a normal 82-game season would. Uh, it could, but then again, you know, the, the, the travel itself is a lot less because you're playing more games uh, in the same city. So, the you know, you're, you're stuck in hotel rooms. Yeah, we understand that. But uh, the, the travel isn't quite as much. And you're not traveling across country either. So, uh, you know, they, the players knew what was going on when they, they agreed to it. So I'm not sure, you know, <laughs> if it's more or less. But, you know, the travel is less because you're only traveling, you know, uh, to a lot, uh, you know, cities a lot closer to you. So, it, you know, it's, it's not going to be easy for them. But uh, last year in the bubble wasn't easy for a lot of players either. That was good, boy. I'll tell you, that that was like the door was closed and I was the NHLPA and you were the you were the league. <laughs> and, there, and there's the opposite side of the coin, right? Oh, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> I, I, man, Mike, I got to tell you, I think it's rough on these guys mentally. I, I, I think just being locked in your hotel. You know, the, I, I heard these optional skates, like no one is skipping the optional skate on the road. Everybody's there. They want to get out of the room, and, and that's the only option they have. Yeah, and you know it, it's it, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy for any athlete right now because basically, you know, to stay safe and you know to keep keep playing. This is this is the only other option there was, except to uh, shut things down. And no one wants to shut things down and uh, not play and not get paid. The outdoor games in Tahoe, the venue is. It's beautiful. It's a postcard. 
going to be interesting, Mike. Historically, the outdoor games, I think you'll get a total of, I think you may see a total of five. I don't know. We'll see. In the, I mean, Vegas, by the way, Vegas and Colorado in the first game, as much firepower as on the ice, by no small coincidence, they just two play, played two games. One nothing in, what was the other one? Uh, three, one? three to two. Three two. Right. Thank you. One nothing in three two. Flurry is number one in the league in save percentage. Grubauer is number two in the league in save percentage. And, but historically, you think under in outdoor games, but the weather looks like it's going to be really cooperative up there. The sun is the issue with glare. But the way, and I, I said, I think they're smart because they're doing this on a golf course and they can set the rink up, you know, in the best fashion because of that, where you don't have that luxury in football stadiums where, you know, you have to put the rink right here and the sun be damned. But I think too, with technology, we've watched these outdoor games in recent years, Mike, the ice is way better. They've really figured out how to make the ice pretty good now. Yeah, and, you know, it's going to be such a picturesque uh, view, and they're going to have drones covering the game and everything else. Uh, it, you know, the, 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 you're, you're right. I mean, the, the view from this rink, uh, looking over uh, Lake Tahoe and with all the trees, and it, it, it's beautiful. And, uh, mountains. It, it's, yeah, and I, I, I think the league is, uh, you know, they're waiting to see how uh, people uh, like this, and, you know, I think they will, and they're already talking about, hey, if this is a hit, I mean, it's easier just to – you got to build the rink anyways. But, you know, you don't have to worry about uh, how many fans you're letting in and all this. It's really easier for the uh, the league to do something like this, and they're looking at if this is a hit, that they could be doing a lot more of this. So uh, would you you believe – would this replace technically – I mean, if, if this is a home run of all home runs, you love to do it in a market where you can have 60,000 fans there. That's the one rub with this. It, it's picturesque. It's kind of a neutral location. But it, it's it's perfect because but because no fans right now. But, I mean, you could say make a case, boy, it'd be like the Winter Classic weekend or that kind of thing. But I still think the New Year's Day Winter Classic's a home run because they get 70,000 fans in a stadium. Yeah, but I, I also think, you know, uh, the opportunities where you could play games, you know, you, you could have some fans, but, uh, you know, could you imagine play, building a rink on the on the base of Mount Rushmore with that in the background? <laughs> or you, could play, uh, you can play in Central Park, or they're even talking maybe uh, playing on the National Mall in uh, D.C. Oh, I, I, uh, here, you want the home run idea? I mean, the, the, the center ice face-off circle, you, you put the rink right over – Right over top of Old Faithful, and, and then <laughs> yeah, right that would work out awesome. Huh? That'd be great. The gold yeah. scored, Old Faithful goes off. Yeah, uh, yeah you'd have to I, I'll, I'll just that say that, that, on that one. If that totals five, and I see the sun's out, or I find out on on the internet the sun's out, you can have glare off the ice, glare off surrounding snow, glare off the lake, glare off of metallic gold helmets. I'm taking the over. Well. I like the over in the Philly-Boston game Sunday because it's supposed to be bright sunshine. But I, in heart's good at home, and we know about rest. I, th- I think, I think the Sunday game, absolutely. Even though you got Rask, 
and Hart, I think that's the one that can go over. And there's tons of talent on the Vegas side. I'd be looking at Vegas in the first period on Saturday because they got a stone in their shoe after giving up the last second goal in the last game. But I, I think it's going to be an incredible venue, Mike. I mean, it, and, and the league needs something really good to happen. The ratings have not been great. They they need something nice to happen. Yeah, and they're you know it's not like it's just going to be you know they are going to have some people there. Uh, Frontline workers are going to be allowed in, so you know you'll you'll have people around the glass, but uh, it, the view itself is just a home run, and you, you know players love playing outdoors like this. Hey, Mike, we got uh, here in town. We got um, uh, Leonard back on the ice. I, I think that's a that's a good sign for him and for the Knights. No, it definitely is. Uh, you know, Flurry's been able to handle the workload, and it's you know it's spread out now. And he'll play, of course, he'll play Saturday, and uh, you know we'll, we'll see after that. But it's all you know. You got your two main goalies, and to uh, keep Flurry fresh and playing the way he is, and hopefully. Uh, you know the the reason why Leonard was struggling maybe he was the injury that he uh, that he has and maybe uh, he just need a little bit of time off and hopefully he can come back and regain what he did uh, last year how he played and uh, you know you get two top notch goalies and uh, it can carry you a long way. You bet. All right, we got about thirty seconds, Mike. But just to tell me, please give me some hope here that tomorrow night. The second battle of Alberta is actually a battle of Alberta with Edmonton and Calgary. The the first game was all skate. Uh well, it depends who who has the flow because that's all Edmonton knows. Uh, they 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 don't you know they, they know how to go up and down the ice. Uh, you know, hey, they, that's probably why they have no shot at ever winning anything if unless they get some defense men and then uh, you you teach this team how to play defense because. Uh, uh, all they do is uh, they go up and down, and they like to shoot. They like to score, but uh, they don't. They just don't play a lot of defense up in Edmonton. And you know, uh, hopefully, uh, we we see a little animosity between the two teams, and maybe yes, that uh, that that could uh, that could help uh, make it a little better of a game rather than uh, you know you're watching pond hockey, but there's no pond. I know, man. Well. Belmar thinks he's skating on the big pond. He thinks he's skating on Lake Tahoe. No, it's a rink at Lake Tahoe. Uh, Check out the Suncoast when you come to Vegas. Uh, Mike Lewis, always appreciate your time, my good friend. Uh, Appreciate it. Sportsbook Radio. Sorry, guys. We're coming right back. Sirius Channel 204 and on the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Racing to the top of the hour here, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Hour number two, Bruce Marshall's going to check in, Stevie. That'll be good fun from the gold sheet. Always great information, fun conversation with Bruce. That's still to come. Tomorrow will be out at Sunset Station. Chuck Esposito rolls out the red carpet for us. We'll have Andy Isco. I think Bruce may even show up tomorrow. Steve Carp will be out there. So we'll have some good fun heading on the road tomorrow. But first things first, another hour still to come today. But 
wrapping up this hour, what, pray tell, might you be thinking? Man, the hits just keep on coming, Brian, whether it's weather or COVID. The Blue Jays have announced they're going to start uh, the season playing home games in Dunedin, Florida. They're, you know, Canada, the, the country of Canada has stricter restrictions mm-hmm. than, than do we down here. So, and it's worked for them. Yeah. Athletically. So, 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 so they're going to, they're going to start uh, the baseball season playing their home games in Florida. And then hopefully they say the restrictions will get relaxed as the season goes along and they can play home games up at Rogers eventually. That's all well, good, well and good in, you know, April and May, but you don't want to be playing in Dunedin in August. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, you know, the little things. We're in the mask all the time. Are our ears getting wider? It's like the car doors are always open. My my ears cannot get possibly get wider. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it's to the point that everybody's got to walk through doors sideways now. I have the, the ears and the nose of my father. And so you would ask, well, what's, what's my father doing now for ears, ears and nose? But... Uh, <laughs> But the, the, mine, mine are already big, and they're just going to get bigger. Just a thought. A, a rambling, yeah. stupid thought. Yeah. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Thanks to Chris Bavona, our producer back in New York. And we thank you for joining us. We are having a ball with you on the Sportsbook Radio Network on Series 2. For hockey fans, Saturday night at midnight, re-airs Sunday morning, 7 a.m. with Cam Stewart and Andrew Torres. We've got the Light the Lamp hockey show. You might like that. We invite you to check that out. Scott Burrell's coming up at 4 Eastern. We got another hour in Vegas. We're coming right back.